Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Good spirited conversation the first two hours. A lot of football, little giants, little jets and everything under the sun. But Bart... It is the 2 o'clock hour. It is hour number three. And you know what that means every time you get into the final hour of the show because it is affectionately referred to as what? Oh, yeah. Everybody knows, but I'll say it anyway. It's the power hour, 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 hour. That's a good one. I think that was seven or eight. Now, they told me the last time that you said, when Allen came back, he said it sounded like uh, the Simpsons when um, Homer choked Bart. <laughs> was that bad? <laughs> I don't think I was suffering that much, though. Yeah, it was a little It we was a little you, scratchy. Yeah, it gives you some of Manuka honey, man. I was worried about your vocal cords after that one. Now, the cords are still good, though. See, I did it, you know, self-preservation more than anything else. So, at least I still have that to fall back on here. But, no, it is the power hour, and we still got some things to get to, like... The Knickerbockers, because we bing haven't bong. talked any basketball yet. Bing I, bong. Bing bong. I know. The bing bong, and the bing bong wasn't there for them last night. Look, we're not in the excuse-making business, but but. <laughs> but but if it comes off that way, I'm sorry, but I think there is some reality to it. I think, and I even tweeted this out last night after the game. I did the game last night. The Knicks, especially in that second half, I think you saw some tired legs. And that is the byproduct of when you only have a nine-man rotation. And really, more than anything else, it's six guys who were eating up the majority of the minutes. You played a double overtime game on the road two nights before. You come back home and give Charlotte credit. You know, they had a little extra bounce in their step in the second half. It was evident in that third quarter. They were getting to all the loose balls, second-chance opportunities. Knicks couldn't track down a defensive rebound to save their life. And you add it all up, and they came a few possess- uh, a couple of points short and say goodbye to the nine-game winning streak. Well, it's okay, man. They still get a round of applause, what they were able oh, to yeah. do. But the thing is, you know, it, it's also an indication when you talk about tired legs, it's something that Thibodeau has to think about because you, 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 you heard him talk about in his press conference, you know, about what it takes and the intensity being ratcheted up. But also maybe he needs to open up that rotation just a bit, understanding that guys like Julius Randle hasn't missed a game all year. He played 35 minutes. He had tired legs, 5 for 17. He was a minus 20. You got you to give guys like that start you know, pulling back a little bit. I like to see his minutes sometimes you know, at 20, 29, 30 minutes, right? You got to start resting these legs in preparation for this, for this marathon that's about to happen. Now, I understand you're trying to get to the fourth seed so that you can host, and, and it's a fine balance between that. But you got to start maybe playing some guys, and Brunson being out for the last two games really hurt because that's, you know, that's 30 points a night that you can probably count on that you're not getting that has to be supplemented from other players. So, you know, we knew that it was only a matter of time. And the, the unfortunate part is they're going to play Sacramento, who can put up points on anybody. They're going out to the West Coast, different time clock, all that type of stuff. And, you know, it's, it's not going to get any easier. Uh, but I thought they showed a lot of professionalism, and it's tough. Sometimes we call those schedule, schedule losses. Mm-hmm. And I would call yesterday a schedule loss. They just couldn't get it together. You talk about – Trap you know, game. The third, Trap yeah, game. The, 
I don't know about the trap game. It's just tired legs, man. And now also the Knicks are a team where other teams are going to get up for them because they know how talented they are and how hard they play, and they know that you got to match the intensity. So they came prepared to run, came prepared for the energy, right? And, you know, you talk about the third quarter, they outscored them by 14 points, you know, kind of flip-flop the, the, the quarter that the Knicks had going into halftime from the second. Right, and they just didn't have enough to finish, man. Tired legs. Whenever you see guys taking jump shots in the fourth quarter, that's an indication that they don't have the energy to blow by their opponent to try and get to the basket. And ultimately, when you make those shots, they fall short because your legs aren't into your front shot, rims. Yeah, and you're starting, you're starting to you know shoot with your arms and not with your with your uh, legs. You know what I mean? And and and, the, and it happens, right? So you know, you look at it. You know, the majority bulk of the moments with uh, points played by certain people outside of Josh Hart. He's the only one that gave you extended minutes from the bench. Everybody else just kind of came in and said hello and we went and sat back down. Because Josh Hart's given you everything that he's given you pretty much every game he's been a Nick this year, which is incredible. He's so consistent in that role. And, you know, the, the thing about the game was, like, Alan did the game last night on the radio. So he and I did our chat on the pregame show last night. And one of the things he said was, you know what? The pace of the game early on. You know, how you start is going to be important. And that first quarter, it was a snarl. It was a rock fight, you know, and Charlotte was the team that was dictating the tempo in the first 12 minutes because that's how they're comfortable playing, right? They don't want to get into a shootout necessarily. So that first quarter puts you to sleep. Then in the second quarter, Knicks woke up. They put up 45 just in that second quarter alone, and you're thinking, all right, they got a 16-point lead at the half, and they're going to cruise, uh, you know, after halftime. And it didn't happen. You know, then Charlotte woke up, and that's where he started to see the tired legs. And, look, I know no Brunson, and that's a big part of it because he's been as important as any player, maybe even more important than Randall this year. But what happened on Sunday night in Boston, when you don't have Brunson, Randall played a Randall game. Quickly played out of his mind. At 52 minutes. Right. You know what I'm saying? So... 50-plus minutes. He quickly played the entire second half plus the two overtimes yeah. on Sunday night. Plus he did scoring. Yeah, all you have to do is look at look at what happened to Boston the next game. They they, they set guys. They sat guys, right. And they still almost won the game, unfortunately. And, and it didn't help the Knicks because Cleveland were the ones that were able to get the win. But last night, okay, no Brunson. The guy's going to pick up the slack? Well, Randall and IQ combined for 10 for 33 from the field. That's not going to get it done. You know? Indication of tired legs. And quickly – doing something that he's not, you know, accustomed to doing, and that's going to the starting lineup. And starting lineup, starting minutes, and, you know, it's just one of those things, right, where he just was off. And But you understand, right, because he gave you everything that he had. You know, he's a minus 15. He only gave you 14 points. You think you, you would want him to be more closer to, to 20? You know, and it still was close in the fourth. They had opportunities where it was – I think it was like a lot, it was like 105 to – it was like 103 to 105. It was a one-point like game there in the last minute, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, just, you know, it happens. And you learn from that, and now you know how you got to play maybe traditionally with uh, – I want to say you want to pace yourself, but you know how you have to play when you have tired legs. And you only got 15 of these more. And think about over the last couple of nights just the how things have kind of flipped as far as the Knicks are concerned here because you mentioned the Boston game against Cleveland on Monday. Right, The Celtics, even though they were resting guys, they still almost pulled that one out. They were leading pretty much that whole game, goes into overtime. Williams missed a couple of free throws. If he makes them, Celtics probably win that oh, game. Oh, oh, you talking about after he called his shot? Like after he, thought, he called he his Babe shot. Ruth? Yeah, he didn't I'm pull a Babe Ruth. Did we confirm that he said he, he didn't say he was going to make them both? He said, I'm going to miss them both? He, he, I think he said he's going to brick both of them. <laughs> he's going to brick both of them. But because of that, Cleveland gets a win, and then you fast forward to the next night, and the Knicks lose them home to crummy Charlotte, and now all of a sudden, you're two games back of the Cavaliers and look going out west 
I don't care who the opponents are and what their records are. When you go out west, it is never easy. And let's just start with Thursday. Sacramento, they're Close good. The year candidate. They're good. And oh, by the way, they're the highest scoring team in the NBA. So be ready for a track meet. And without Brunson, that's going to be damn tough on Thursday. Don't know if he's going to play or not. He's making the trip. But if they got to go without Jalen against Sacramento tomorrow night, Bart, I don't like their chances. Yeah, but see, these are, those are the type type of games that they surprise us, right? They surprise us with that one because they'll be all up. I worry about the following game, right, because they know that they got to run. They know they got to do that. So I, they might use all their reserve energy, and then it's the one after that that concerns me. Then you hope that Brunson can come back and be the engine or be like the uh, little fire starter, you know what I mean? You hope that he can bring the energy because he's been rested and he's healthy. And you got the Lakers on Sunday, and if you're going to get the Anthony Davis that you got last night where he's getting punched in the face and he's still going out there. Oh, man, that was a real gouge, man. Did he have to get stitches? Man, that was – oh, man. That Dude, was his crazy. nose, like, ballooned up. And his face. <laughs> it's like they had, to, they had to relieve the pressure like Rocky's eye. Cut me, Mick. Cut, Cut me. Yeah, 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 Mick. Yeah, yeah, Cut me, Mick. Me. But, no, I mean, it, say what you want about AD, and, look, we know that he never plays, but when he does play, like, the last handful of games, he's been, like, what, like 30 and 10, like, every night. Yeah, I mean he's he's carrying the load. I mean, they, and they have to, and they, they they got a decent team that if you know, like you said, if they go against Sacramento and the LeBron is back, you know, that can be a game, that can be that can be a series that you know you got to go with the playoff experience of of a team that has you know two of the best players in the game, but also you know team that has won a championship together. When you think about AD and LeBron, so. If he's doing what he's supposed to do, and this is what you hope that he could do, but after the first game, after LeBron, you was like, well, maybe, maybe this isn't it. Right. Well, you know that LeBron ain't going to be back this weekend because he's still on the men. But down they, the road they, for them, do, do we even know? Like, yeah, he's he's not going to be. They said he's, they're going to reevaluate him in like three weeks. That was last week, so he's he's still out for this weekend at least, another week or so. But I mean, down the road, if they do sneak into the playoffs, and he's and that's probably what they're looking at, right? Like, just get us into the playing tournament, and we'll take our chances with a healthy LeBron or as healthy as possible in Anthony Davis. Yeah, they make so many moves though, like for them not to like make it. It'd be so disheartening. But they're, they're, I believe they're in sixth place right now, so they're good. That, the problem with that Western Conference, they're all bunched together, man. You yeah, got one, one bad, one one bad stretch. You've got one, two. There are four teams essentially deadlocked between five, six, seven, and eight. They all essentially have the same record, and the Lakers are like a game back of those teams. So they're right there. Now, we were talking about the fatigue, and you know we can make the excuse because we're not playing or anything, but. Josh Hart, give him credit, after the game last night, he didn't want to hear any of that stuff about tired legs. Here was Josh Hart. Our jobs is to play basketball. And our jobs, and it's... You got people getting up at 6 a.m. doing 12-hour shifts. Those guys are tired. You know, for us, you know, we're playing a game, and obviously we're fortunate enough to play a game like this, but we have to um, keep that in perspective. I mean, we got to go out and compete and play a game that we love to do and to compete at the highest level. So, you know, we got to make sure we're full of energy and lively every time we step on the court. And I think that's the biggest thing. I don't think we can, you know, blame this on fatigue. We got to, you know, like I said, continue to grow and you know, play winning basketball. Like I said, sometimes when you're winning, some 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 of those bad habits are uh, are kind of band-aid, mm-hmm. and um, you know that's why it's self winning in the league. That's more of a referendum on load management more than anything else. I, I mean, it's, yeah, it, I, I laugh, I laugh at that. That's that's a cliche that I never agree with, because when you think about it, you know, oh, other people work twelve hour shifts, but the people that you're going against are built just like you, and they haven't had played as long as you. 
So it's one of those things, like we're comparing apples to apples. Like you go against a team that's fresher, that's not coming off a back-to-back. You know, you you don't complain. You just you understand why. And you, you try and figure out how to win when you have tired legs, when guys are going – shots are off. You have to – you know, you have to learn how to win like that. Right? You know, you look at people that, that – that how they practice and they're all fresh. Everybody popping out of their skin. How do you play when you take – when you get brought into deep water? That's how you have to play because sometimes you're not going to have your legs and you won't be able to go to the rim and jam on somebody. You got to learn how to hit that that pull up. You got to learn how you got to learn how to hit the hit the uh hit the bank shot, right? And, and and I think that's what's important. How do you feel like it's just like for us, right? When you're coming off playing a when you're coming off playing a Thursday night game or or or, or a Sunday night game and you got to play on Thursday night. Quick turnaround, yeah. You got to learn how to play when you know you're not going to have your legs, when you're knowing that you're not healthy or you know you're tired. And that's part of it. And so I think they need to learn how to do that more than so than, okay, you know, about what other people do working a 12-hour 12, 12 shift. Speaking of, you know, you're talking about a quick turnaround. You mentioned with the football, and I meant to bring this up a little bit earlier. Did you see that it, it's they made it official now? Um, there is indeed going to – and there were stories about this, that it was going to be happening, but now it's official. There's going to be a Black Friday game now on the NFL schedule. So you're going to get one game the day after Thanksgiving, and it's going to be one of those Amazon Prime exclusive jobs. <laughs> streaming is coming, man. It's going to come to a point where you're going to have to stream all your sports, and they're going to take it from regular TV to, to pretty much streaming everything. You look at the Sunday ticket already got by YouTube. You know, you, you have, you know, Apple getting into it. Remember back in the day, um, Twitter streamed a couple yep. games. So, listen, everybody's going to get into it, whether it's Hulu, whether what it is, or Hulu already has live sports, right? everybody's going to get some. It ain't going to be a marquee game, I can tell you. It's good. It's probably going to be, you know, something like Tennessee against... People, but, but people don't care. No, people don't care, you, right. You, it's you, the you're NFL. Ma- you're, you're making people pay for what you used to get for free. And now you're going to make sports something that you have to consume and pay to consume all the time. That's crazy. The college football people probably aren't too happy about that because, you know, the day after Thanksgiving... You got college football games all throughout. That those are generally like the last. That's the last weekend of the regular season in college football. That's like rivalry weekend, if you will. Yeah. And those Friday, the teams that are going to play on Friday now, they're like, shoot, we mean to tell me we got to go up against an NFL game. Yeah. Good luck with that. Exactly. Yeah. And remember, they wanted to do this because Jeff Bezos, you know, he wrote the NFL that big fat check so Amazon can get in on the action. He's mad too, though. They wanted to get the game last year started on Black Friday, the tradition. But the reason that the NFL stepped in and actually said no, even though they're the big, mighty NFL, remember what was happening last Black Friday. It was USA-England in the World Cup, and they didn't want to go head-to-head with that. Right. They, they, did, they did that for the country. And I understand that, you know, right now, Bezos – listen, Bezos is smart. Listen, I, like I tell people, I got an Amazon company. I, I see how they, how they operate. So this is what they're doing, right? They gave it to you for free, right? They got you hooked. Yeah, they made sure that the streaming and the technology was good for Thursdays. So everybody's happy, man. It worked. Everything's good, right? So now what he's saying is now it's time for me to sell you something. Now when you come back Black Friday, you're going to be able to buy stuff strictly off watch, off the streaming stuff, right off of the, off of your TV. You're going to be able to start ordering stuff and ordering stuff as you see it and using those commercials. Because really, when you look at Amazon, they had all the same commercials. They're very small. Yep. But now they have an opportunity and the technology work. Now they're going to be trying to straight sell you stuff directly off the screen while you're watching because they know the audience is going to be as big as, 
and Black Friday, they gonna, people going to start ordering their Christmas stuff right off of there. They're probably going to have specials that say, hey, use this code, and they're going to put a big Scantron on the TV. <laughs> I'm serious. I know, I know. They'll put a big Scantron on the TV. If you want to get this item 50% off, you want to get a flat screen TV, all you got to do is scan this, scan this code and go order your TV now from Amazon. How much? Now I- he about to go get in and get that money. Don't you think that on the field, like at the 35-yard line or something, there's going to be an, an advertising code or something superimposed with advertising for Amazon, like while you're watching that game? Like yeah, because use code, whatever. Have, yeah, because it don't have to be on the field. It's just on the screen. Ex- so they exactly. Don't care. exactly. They can put it in the corner. Scan here, these products, right? See all the, see these products that you have, right? Halftime products. Halftime for halftime only. You got an opportunity to go buy this. People, oh, people, oh man, I got to get it. It's only for halftime. Hey, bro, stop it. They, think, they, you fall for it. Think about how many people are going to be at department stores or at the mall or something like that on Black Friday waiting in line, you know, for some doorbuster sale or whatever the hell it is. And they're going to be all on their phones watching an NFL game or making their bets and, and seeing if they're going to hit the line or something like that while they're buying uh, Christmas presents just because it's Black Friday and you got a football game yeah, to bet yeah, on. Yeah, you, you don't hit the line. You don't have to hit the line no more. Black That's Friday is, is really the virtual. You know, why, why would you go stand in line when all you got to do some is Some people like doing that still, though. I don't get it, but some people still get off with that. I don't know why, though. Easy way to get your ass kicked. I've seen people fought and fight in Walmart over the last TV. It's a good, easy way to get punched in your face. Speaking of uh, getting your butt kicked, did you see, um, apparently in Europe, have you seen, um, did you see Creed 3 yet? Yeah, I did. You did? Did you like did, it? I, no, not really. Okay. Don't tell. I, I don't mean, spoil it for me. I haven't seen it yet. I mean, he just stole a, a previous story. I don't like that. Like, and he did too much. Like, and it didn't have the same depth of storytelling because uh, I believe Sylvester Stallone is a little better in his storytelling as far as drawing you in with the training and all that type of stuff. He was a little over dramatic. He thought he 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 used a dramatization of like Wakanda, what he learned from Marvel. Man, like, man, this is Rocky. Apparently. In Europe, and think about like all these movies, right? That have you know been released over the years. Any the, the genre and all that stuff, you know, fighting movies, action movies, all this stuff. Do you know that in Europe, Creed Three is producing like brawls in the theaters? Think about it. Like that's the movie. Like we've had a lot of you know pugilistic films over time. But yet it's Creed Three that fights are breaking out in different countries in Europe at the movie theater. You believe Crazy. this? Crazy. I don't believe it because uh, oh boy, uh, Majors is it's not like he's uh, European or something like that. But you know it's like the it's the whole craze, right? And I think that the hype is more better than the product. And they did a great job in you know him coming on ESPN and him promoting it for a year for on on you know for a while. But you know. Out of the series, I think the two previous Creed's was much better because I think Rocky was better with the uh, storytelling. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, Rocky's the draw. That's why they had him in the original. No, no, I'm talking about the writing. Remember, he directed this, too. Right. This was a Michael B. Jordan direction, the third one. Right. So, you know, know, Rocky's nowhere to be found in this movie. But Rocky, at least, you know, like you – and there's a whole, like, business thing behind the scenes and whatnot. Like, Stallone was saying that he doesn't even own the rights to the Rocky franchise, which is – It's crazy. Remarkable. But, you know, I mean, he made out okay, but he could be making out even better. But, you know, that's Hollywood, and that happens all the time in show business. But I I was shocked. Like, I mean, like, think about how many movies that get your, you know, the juices flowing a little bit. But yet it's Creed Three that now, like, anarchy is erupting in these movie theaters out there. I don't know. Crazy. Usually you would think of, like, somebody getting beat up for over Thanos or something like that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, how about the Marvel Universe or Avengers? Something like that even more no, recently. I, yeah, no. Yeah, I don't know. I know. I hear you, Ray, talking about House Party. 
House Party was the worst movie I've ever. I would have. I would listen. If LeBron was in there, I would have started a fight with his ass. Aren't they making another House Party? Man, they better. Not. I think they are. They're making a new House Party. Man, they better. Not. They got Bart. You know this. Every movie that came out twenty years ago, they have to make a new one because they already made one. LeBron, it already came out. It was horrible. Oh, they the new one came out already. Yeah, I didn't even know. That's that. That's what we're talking about. That's I said why. It, I said if I was in a movie, I would have fought <laughs> LeBron, man. That's the worst man. That thing was that thing was in movie theaters for two days, and they was like, "Man, that hell no." It opens on a Friday. It's gone by Monday. Man, that's, that thing was horrible. That's that's not what you want. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Let us say hi to Alex. He's in Tenafly. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Alex, what's going on? Gentlemen, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good, Al. What's up? Well, let's say the Jets pull off this trade for Aaron Rodgers and the picks they have to give up for this year's draft or a second and fourth. Um, what do you think Douglas's game plan is, you know, for – fixing the holes in free agency in the draft. Like, do you think maybe he fixes the line in the free agency and then maybe, you know, trades back from pick 13 to, like, reacquire a second-round pick and maybe try to get, like, a defensive tackle and, like, a safety then round two? Or what's your say on that? Um, I'll say this. I think whenever you're talking about draft choices, Bart, I got a feeling that let's say it's multiple picks. Just, just for argument's sake, multiple picks for Aaron Rodgers. I think only one of them will be from this year's draft, and then you're talking about the other pick will probably come from next year's draft. So I think you only have to sacrifice with one for 2023. If you have 13, you take the best player available to fill whatever hole that you feel you have and hope that that guy can be a starter. So you got to pick a sure pick, you know what I mean? And you know you do that, and then you, you also get an opportunity to supplement some of this, the um, players and holes that you have in free agency. No, oh, we lost him. But, no, you're, you're right about that. And, and, and think of – Think about what has been said here. 
Like, we brought this up a little bit earlier. Free agency, that's not the way you build your team. Free agency, you know, you fill a hole here and there. You do it in that regard. And they're part-timers. Right. Think about the positions that would cost you the most money, right? Quarterback, obviously. Defensive end slash edge rusher. Uh, Left tackle. Corner. If you're asking me if I got the 13th pick in the draft. Yeah, you're looking for one of those. You're looking for one of those. And it's probably not going to be a quarterback, especially if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers. So you can eliminate that from the roost. So if I'm 13 and I'm staying pat there from the Jets, you're probably looking at an edge. You're probably looking at a tackle. You're probably looking at a corner, something like that. Those That would be my best guess. Yep, I would say tackle, or if you say this guy from Alabama as good as you think they are, they need that position. They struggled giving up a bunch of big plays last year over the top early on, struggling and missing tackles and giving up big plays at the safety position. Let's say hi to Johnny in Brooklyn. He's up next here on 98.7. What's up, John? What's up, guys? I got a little take for you guys. Every day I come home, I get in my car, I leave work. It's about 2.30, right? And I just can't wait till three o'clock for the Michael K show, man. I, I I'm not. To, I don't want to put anyone down, but your podcast just ain't it, man. You ain't Hemi. Y'all Bart, you ain't Hemi, man. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Different strokes for different folks, bro. I'm still gonna come up here, and I got I got the people that love listening to the show. Then just tune in at three o'clock. Michael K puts on a great show. But listen, bro. I, ain't I don't understand story. what the hell he even said. What it did he like say? He said, I think he was trying to say our show ain't it. He no. waits for three o'clock. Bro, I'm good. I'm a, I'm gonna be okay with or without your um listen. Yeah, we'll be fine. We're yeah, gonna be fine one way or the other. It lets me know that you listen, that you care. But so, hopefully, I mean, hopefully though, since he likes that show so much, which of course he should. Yeah. But hopefully he's Hang in on. traffic till maybe five o'clock, so he can hear two hours of that show while he's stuck in his car. How about that? Yeah, absolutely. Hang on, bro. But trust me, I'm not that little that little whatever. If he thought he's gonna ha ha whatever that mean, bro. <laughs> Kick rocks. Yeah, they got out of you know they got out of freshman algebra at uh, you know the local community college and you know hey, made bro, a ha ha with the buddies bro, in the background. I, I, I hope I hope you finally move out of your mom's um, basement. <laughs> How about that? Hey, some of those basements are pretty good. Let me tell you, these days. Wow. Yeah, I can, you know, me telling from him, I, I can tell that it's not like that. He, he like he's shady Mathers. By the way, uh, you know it's championship week for college hoops, right? So you got all the conference tournaments and, and things going on. Syracuse just played their game in the ACC tournament down in uh, Carolina. They lost, okay? They lost to Wake Forest in their uh, first round, it's, even though it was the second round, but it was their first game. So their season is over, at least you know as far as the big dance is concerned. They're 17 and 15. They're not going to the dance. So uh, will they go to the NIT? Who the heck knows? But again, it's the end of a year. Speculation going to be about Jim Beheim, right? As to whether or not, man, he's, when he's when he's supposed to retire, like twenty years ago. Well, that's the thing. And after the, after after the, the the whatever the the scandal that he had, he's, he's the Bernie Fine thing and yeah, and, like, and all that on. other stuff. Yeah. Well, but no. So he's been very defiant, and I guess after the game just now, uh, he was asked about his future, and I guess he wasn't necessarily sounding like somebody who was a hundred percent certain on coming back. He said that he even gave his retirement speech last Saturday, and that it's, quote, up to the university. So now at least there's a little bit more flexibility to where you can maybe start to fathom a Syracuse without Jim Beheim once the season starts again next fall. Def to, def to uh, the two-man two, two zone? Yeah. Two-three zone. Yeah, Unless they're going to keep that around. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, who's going who's gonna to be the guy, right? Who's going to be the guy... That's going to take over for Jim Beheim. 
I mean, Mike Krzyzewski just left, right? The only one that's kind of still standing around is uh, Huggins or Higgins uh, and, um, and Izzo. Well, John Shire did a real good job this year, too. They had a, a little bit of a, a rough patch earlier on, but, you know, they kind of save face a little bit. You know, they, they, they beat Carolina in Carolina last week in a game that they needed, at least Carolina did. But John Shire was a Duke guy. Like, is there somebody, you know, are they going to turn the reins over to Jerry McNamara? who helped win him a championship as a player, and he's been his longtime assistant now. Like, is Jerry McNamara going to take over for Jim Beheim? Because taking over for a legend, that's hard, man. Yeah, but, you know, it has to be done, and it's better and it's easy to to be able to to handle it when you think about, you know, somebody that understands the lineage, right? Somebody, you know, you look at Stoops, right? He was right there with Lincoln Raleigh. Like, hey, he's been here long enough. He understands and prepped. It just feels like Beheim hadn't prepped anybody to take over because he – he just sees himself never walking away. He, he's still putting it in the hands of the of the of the university instead of just stepping away and blessing a young, you know, assistant that's been loyal and blessing them with an opportunity at a prestigious university. You know, you, I, I mentioned Carolina too. You know, as far as they're concerned, and look, they need a miracle to get into the NCAA tournament. Isn't that crazy? And they would be, and they're, they're playing later tonight, by the way. They play Boston College. They'll beat Boston College because BC stinks. So they'll beat, they'll beat BC. But Carolina needs to go on a run in this ACC tournament, maybe even win the whole they, damn they need, thing. I think they need to win it. You know, to get the automatic bid. But right now it's not looking good for them. They only have one quad one win this season. And quad one is, you know, the, the, the cutoff of the best teams in, in the country according to the net rankings. But do you realize, Bart, that if Carolina misses the tournament this year, they will be the first ever – since the NCAA tournament expanded to 64 teams, which was, you know, 1985, I think it was, they'd be the first ever preseason number one <laughs> to miss the NCAA tournament. Think After about that. being a national championship legend. Hey, would it be even crazier? What, <laughs> you think they go to the NIT? No, you can't. If you're in Carolina, you can't go to the NIT. You got to say thanks, but no thanks, homie. I'm out. Hey, man, go win the NIT, man. We're going to Cancun. But they get burnt burnt the the first game in the NIT, man. But it's like, think about it. This isn't a a situation where, you know, like Kentucky, for example. Like when they had the the, the Anthony Davis or whatever, and they won the championship, and then like all those dudes, the freshmen went to the— Yeah, they all left. They all left. Guys came back. the next year, remember, they came back, and they had the Harrison Twins— and they weren't, like, as good as they were the previous year. Like, K- Kentucky the next year was an eight seed in the tournament, and they got hot and went all the way to the national championship game. But they made it. Like, this Carolina team, it's not even like they had a lot of turnover. They had four of the five starters back from a team that was in the national championship last year. Yeah, this is... That's bad for Hubert Davis. That's not a good look for Hubert Davis this year. See, that's bad That's bad Wuju because, like, he, was, he, he told us when he was going on his run that he was going to come on to our show if they won it, and they won he didn't come on. See? That's you can't happens. do that. You got you got you know what? You make promises, you got to keep them. You make, made promises before they went on a run, and everything was sunshine and roses. Then you got big time on us. Think about it last year. Like, how, how good did they have it last year and everything that they accomplished? Like, you, you went into Duke – the last game of the season and beat them and ruined Coach K's last ever game Swine at Cameron Indoor. You then played Duke in the Final Four and ended Coach K's career in a rivalry game. So you have those two strikes forever and ever and ever, and now you're going to come back the next year and be the first preseason one to miss the tournament. <laughs> Listen, Lisa, when you do it, you, you're historic. You know <laughs> right, I mean? you stand for something. <laughs> you, get, you get your money's worth. Yeah, like, We're going to be bad. We're going to be the worst to ever do it.
You know, just, just, just keep my name in the conversation, I guess is how they say. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Let's say hi to Jonathan L.A. up next, 98.7. John, how we doing? So, man, Dan, Bart, was good, man? Hey, man, let me tell you something straight up. Me and I got like three of my cousins that we listen to Barton Han every single day, man. We have conversations about... Oh, when is Barcelona's gonna come back? <laughs> man, he coming back. He coming back. About. I don't know what them fools are talking about, man. You guys have a good ass show, man. You guys have a good one. Keep you too, doing man. your Pre- thing, boy. Appreciate the love, man. All love. See, man. that's nice. That's good, Jonathan. All the way, all the way from LA, knowing what the good vibes are. You know what I'm saying? And listen, everybody waiting for Barsha Domas to come back. Yo, he's still working out his contract negotiation. You know what I'm saying? But is that what coming. it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of things happening. I mean, like we could use Bart Stradamus like now. He showed up. Like, he showed up last week. He showed up last week. Oh, I so, so what was this? Just like a brief cameo, and now he's he's gone yeah. and working well, some things came, out. He, well, he came in because of some predictions that he predicted before that came through. So you know how it is. Oh, that's why. So he's yeah. t- taking a victory lap, basically. Yeah, victory lap. You know, especially since he um, picked the uh, Super Bowl score perfectly and won somebody thirty-two thousand dollars. Off a hundred dollar bet, yeah, that's that's what it was. You know what I'm saying? So you know, he just you know, but you know AK. what? You you set the the Bart Stradamus set the bar high now, because now if you got, if like for the Super Bowl, for example, you got the score right, so that means next year at the Super Bowl you got to do the same thing again. There's no other way around that. Listen, we with it. You know what I'm saying? We with it. Listen, too much is given, much is required, and and, and Bart Stradamus is ready. He's up for the task. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. So get, so get your popcorn ready. You'll be all good. Barstool Dobbs will be back shortly. Uh, you got some Big East tournament stuff going on tonight over at the Garden. 
first-round action. Unfortunately, this is like the bottom half of the Big East that plays today, and it's really the two locals. When you talk about St. John's and Seton Hall, they're going to be out there today. St. John's plays Butler coming up in about 10 minutes, as a matter of fact. Uh, And Seton Hall, right after they're done, are going to take on DePaul. So those are the two kind of appetizers. And then tonight... You might be looking at uh, Patrick Ewing's last game as the Georgetown head coach because, yeah, yeah, you know. It's been, it's been a tough go, man. Listen, it's tough to go back to your alma mater and go went back there to, to do some big things, and it just hasn't worked out, man. And if this is his last one, you still can't, you know, talk about what he's given to that organization, what he's given to that university. No, I mean, look, he's a legend. I mean, as a player more than anything else. And not to say that it was a bad thing, but – the them winning the the conference tournament and getting the automatic bid back in what was that twenty one in the COVID kind of season, mm-hmm. it, it gave people I think a false sense of security with the program because remember they went to the tournament that year and they got waxed in the first round. I mean like embarrassed, like they didn't they didn't stand a chance and they didn't belong. They wouldn't have gotten an at large bid if they didn't win the Big East tournament and get the automatic bid, but. I think that set it back a couple of years because they kept him on. They couldn't fire him, right, because he got to the tournament, but they haven't done anything since. And you've had guys leave the program, transferring out, and it's just been it's been bad, man. It really has been. Yeah, it's tough, tough to it's tough golf with Patrick, man, but he'll land on his feet. Yeah, and I, 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 but I wonder what his next move is. Right? Does he try to stay? Long-time assistant in the league. What? Yeah. I mean, does he go back to the NBA and become an assistant coach in the NBA? Does he continue to chase that dream to be an NBA head coach one day? I, I like. Or, or you know, you had a tough battle with COVID. Maybe he decides, you know, I'm gonna go out and enjoy enjoy my life. But you know, it's in his blood, though. The game's in his blood. Start a podcast. That'd be an itch you can scratch. Is he a podcast guy, though? I don't know. You don't know until you do it. But it's a lot less commitment to doing that than you know, than being able to go around. Sometimes, you know, guys been doing a lot nonstop going since their playing days. Time to just sit down and enjoy it. But it just seems like in the NBA nowadays, like guys are getting opportunities out of the woodwork to become head coaches. And I wonder if somebody like him, like remember, he was never given that job. He he got all the assistant jobs from place yeah, to place, but he yeah, was never big, given a chance. Yeah, big man bias, man. But you know, if if you fail at Georgetown, I, I doubt if you get an opportunity. To go do it somewhere else, right after you know, not 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 doing well in at your current job, and you can't even say that it's been since you know his pro his mentor John Thompson. You can't even say that nobody's won since then because John Thompson the third, his son, got him to a Final Four. He won there. You know what I mean? So it is possible, but it's just been a long time since we thought of Georgetown as like that upper echelon program, like it was when he was playing when Ewing was a player and Iverson and Matumbo and Morning and all those guys. Yeah, man. It's like sometimes organizations go through go through that law like that. It happens like that. You know what I mean? And then it, it circles back around and comes back. So it's gonna have to get somebody in there that can that can recruit their butt off, and you know they can restore the roar, so to speak. So you got St. John's and Seton Hall today, and then tonight Georgetown, Villanova. Villanova's been playing better of late. They've gotten a little healthier, but they're going to have to win the whole damn thing, I think, to get a bid to go dancing. But uh, next couple of nights should be fun at the Garden. That place is going to be rocking because the heavy hitters are going to come out starting tomorrow. When you're talking about Marquette and the Yukons and the Xaviers, and you want to throw the Providence fan base in there, it's, it's going to be wild. Creighton's a real good team. So Friday night, especially with the semifinals for the Big East, that is going to be an awesome atmosphere at MSG. It always is. And those teams could make some noise in the big dance once we get this thing starting uh, next week. We shall oh, see. Man. We didn't have enough time to go to Kenny, man. He says, Barsha Diamonds, where is their mouth? 
Why would Whoa, Bart? Why? Oh, it weirded him out. I love you, Kenny. Oh. Pick the Super Bowl score in that voice. Go ahead. Kenny is going to be 28 to 14. The New York Jets is going to win. Hold up, hold up. That was just a vision. I don't know if I can confirm or deny. Aaron Rodgers, the MVP of that game, too. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.